Hello and welcome to the Mini Gaming Union Podcast for Tuesday, June 1st. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm here with Jordan. Hello. And Jamie. Shoop in the whoop. Shoop in the whoop. Yep. Is that a verb? What does that noun? mean? It's just shoop in the whoop. <laughs> <laughs> it's what it is. Don't question it. Don't question. <laughs> All right. Mini Gup is our community show for the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast series and the Gaming Union forums and Library Network. This episode, we have two topics from the Gaming Union forums. EA and Insomniac sign deal for multi-platform IP and Killzone 3. What's that? Uh, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Killzone. <laughs> find out in a few segments. <laughs> and then we have Member of the Month. FF and KH Union has a new show every Tuesday. The series includes three different shows that follow a weekly release cycle of Kingdom Hearts Union, Final Fantasy Union, and Minigup. And Live War Network has a sh new show every other week, and Minigup, of course, every three weeks. This podcast, Minigup, is produced by Gaming Union and TweaksMusic.com, and as always, it comes out on iTunes and GamingUnion.net. And special thanks to Sam, aka Gilbert GTR, and Caleb, our forum moderators who help us organize Minigup. They choose the best threads, and then I choose the ultimate best threads of their best threads. All right, it's time for... Threads. Shoop a loop. Jordan, I believe you've got the first one. You want to shoot the shoop the loop on uh, EA and Insomniac sign deal for multi-platform IP? It's just gonna be our new greeting, whatever that is. Shoop the loop. Just come into the office. I've, I've heard like, it. Shoop a loop. <laughs> like Jordan's here. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. First thread is EA and Insomniac sign deal for multi-platform IP. Da -da -da. Ship to this it. is the uh, <laughs> this is the news story from GamingUnion.net. Breaking news: Insomniac have officially announced do, 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 a do, do, deal do. with Electronic Arts to bring their next IP to multiple consoles. If you listen very closely, you can hear a thousand Sony fanboys scream. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's good for humanity. <laughs> that's uh, that's what Ted Price said. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's just good for humanity. Uh, such where, a diplomat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where was I here? Um, a topic that has been the subject of numerous rumors and internet debate. The longtime PlayStation exclusive developer behind popular franchises such as Spyro. Whatever happened to that guy? Uh, he got sold off. Oh. To the yeah. black market. <laughs> <laughs> he slave now trade. runs a slave trade. Yeah. <laughs> I, d I never liked him. Yeah, he his, actually his, runs his uh, franchise got milked out. He runs an underground illegal uh, mascot fighting ring. I think the same thing happened to Crash Bandicoot. It's a really oh, sad yeah. circumstance. Well, actually, Spyro kind of burned off all of Crash Bandicoot's hair, and he's in critical condition. I think in uh, oh, same. Oh yeah, I remember it's that. I saw that on WWE them. Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Good that. Anyway, feature. back to this breaking news. <laughs> uh, Spyro, Ratchet and Clank, and Resistance. Uh, has and has had an extremely cl close relationship with Sony for over a decade, but will now be bringing a new title to Xbox 360. We got a Damn. quote here from the CEO of Insomniac, Mr. Ted Price. He says, Working with EA Partners allows us to extend the reach of our games to a multi-platform audience while retaining ownership of the intellectual property. That kind of go without saying. In the announcement. Yeah. <laughs> this allows us to extend our audience to a multi-platform audience. Well, <laughs> you gotta say. It's the one. It's the way to go. He's the boss. He says days. what he wants. Yeah. And he goes on to say, 
We are excited and eager to introduce Insomniac to a new group of gamers while reinforcing to our loyal fans what makes our games special. And then it ends the quote. What is special? What well, is so special? <laughs> let me tell you. All right. Insomniac is renowned for their commitment to quality and their ability to create unique, exciting worlds for gamers to explore, said EA Partners General Manager David DeMartini. We look forward to help them bring their next blockbuster blockbuster franchise to the millions of diehard Insomniac fans on PlayStation and the soon-to-be millions of diehard Insomniac fans on Xbox 360. Ooh. That's all from David DeMartini. You know, there are quite a few diehard Insomniac fans. They're one of the studios, one of the very few who actually legitimately can say that. Could land this type of deal. Well, exactly that too. (laughs) There's only a small handful that could go to a partner's program like this and retain their IP. Yeah, especially with such a powerful uh, first party backing. Yeah, that's the weird thing. That's the third party. Well, yeah, well, first party is first party was like they're third party, but they have big first party backing from Sony already. Oh, so it's it's It's, crazy for them to go that far. It's just a weird, yeah, Yeah. way of saying that. They get a lot of weight. Is basically what it adds up to. Yeah. Well, the weird thing about this one, I guess, is that we've seen so many of these huge deals with uh, big name studios over the past couple months. Respawn, Bungie, now Insomniac. It's I don't know. It seems like a big trend. It's you know, the THQ. Yeah, THQ is opening their up their own program. But the weird thing about this one, it's kind of different, and I don't know if it fully conveyed it in all the quotes. We should clarify a bit. Um, Insomniac has signed a deal to make one game in a new franchise on both PS3 and Xbox 360. So Resistance and Ratchet and Clank will still be ps3 only yeah and i mean they just opened a new studio in what north carolina or something like that i thought yeah, I the, the rumor carolina. was that that was going to be the one who's making this new game but i don't think that's the case now we still don't know what that one's doing i'm sure it's involved in, there's been a lot of rumors of something about either ratchet handheld ratchet resistance or this new thing i mean unless they are i mean they have the same amount of staff to my knowledge that they've had in more recent years but then they have this new studio. I could see them working on the same projects and just going back and forth. That's kind of inconvenient. Uh, so, uh, but I guess it doesn't really matter. That studio is dedicated to world domination. Yeah. Secret one over in North so Carolina. Think, uh, That's why they call it Insomniac. I mean, if you can get in like... Uh, yeah, exactly. It's efficiency. You don't have to If you can get a 140-hour work weekend, you can really dominate the world a lot faster. Yeah, there yeah. you go. It all makes sense. It's, it's all coming it's together. Really genius. <laughs> yes. They must pay phenomenally well. <laughs> yeah. Well, the big question is, what do you think is going to be? Is it going to be a shooter or an action adventure? I have no idea what it's going to be. That's what I just thought about after hearing this. I was like, I want to know, but I have no idea what they would do. I hope for their sake it's an action adventure. Because I think as a shooter on both platforms, especially with all the other big companies making their own shooters, it might get overlooked. I guess action, I could... If it's a platformer then on the 360 PS3, it could do really well. I think it's safe to say it won't be a shooter. What are they going to do? Like, they're not going to make something EA to compete way with too many Resistance. Shooters. Yeah. And then there's everybody else besides EA who has first-person yeah. shooters. Well, that's too just much. that the fact that they have their own first-person shooter franchise that they probably don't want to cannibalize like that. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, it just the only... When you said you want them to do an action-adventure, I thought, hey, like, maybe... Maybe they could almost do like an Uncharted thing, like not maybe that setting, but like a realistic action adventure game. I could see that. I, I mean, that's yeah. kind of like territory they haven't. I mean, they they definitely have all the experiences that would tailor them to make a perfect game like that, like uh, Uncharted or Infamous. But they haven't made one yet, so that's really an area. Oh they yeah, could hey, to. they could do an open world game. Yeah, that would be cool. 
I mean, like, Inf- I'm, Infamous and Uncharted are very, uh, I mean, in, in my mind, just this sort of atmosphere of like uh, how mature their characters are and uh, mm-hmm. that sort of thing and not being too crazy. I mean, Resistance, I'd say Resistance is a lot more like pushing fiction than uh, Infamous. Infamous obviously does, you don't just get lightning out of nowhere, but yeah. uh, of the two. I didn't, I don't know, I guess I can kind of see where you're going with Infamous and Uncharted, but I thought the characters in Infamous were way weaker than Uncharted. Oh, definitely. Infinite, definitely. Inf- I, I Infamous in, was. I just mean in terms of uh, you know that the uh, maturity, the style. Of it. Infamous yeah. had boring characters. Yeah, so did Resistance. Yeah. Really, I was really disappointed with Resistance 2's, uh campaign. Yeah, Retribution actually had some fairly interesting. They didn't characters. make that though. Insomniac no. didn't make that. Bones wasn't that? Who was that? Ready at Dawn. I think so. Yeah. No. No. Wasn't it? It was Bones. Oh, it's Bones. Oh. The guys who made. I thought you were just saying words. No, I, I, <laughs> Are they I just like congratulating so... us on something? Bones. Yeah, exactly. That's the way I did. Want to say Jake, it. man. I wanted to confuse you. The guys who make uh, Siphon Filter. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I do remember. That's now. Bones. Yeah. No, uh, no, no, no. That's um. Oh, boy. I was thinking oh. Sucker Punch, but that's uh, Sly Cooper. I that's can't remember. Bother me now. Yeah. Somebody's at home. It'll be this. <laughs> anyway, Insomniac. Yeah, um, I got a quote here actually from the Fenrir. He says, "A brand new IP and Resistance Three on the way. Sounds like a good deal to me." Somehow the fanboy in me isn't rattled at all. He's lying. <laughs> Maybe it's because Insomniac always delivers a quality experience and has a good reputation, unlike another company that shall rena- remain nameless. Haha. I say, bring it on. I can't wait to hear more of this new IP and Resistance Three. That's a good point. Like I, I what's mean, the what's as a the... fan of Insomniac, and I do you know. I'm a fan of Microsoft and Sony games, but I mean, I can, th- I think I can figure out the mindset of just a Sony fan, and uh, I don't think this really bothers that many people. Yeah, as long as no. they know their precious they, like, ones are staying like, where they are. We all like um, uh, these guys so much, Insomniac. We trust them a lot, so we, we think as they're going into this, there's no way this could go sour. Yeah. Well, it's not even. I don't. I don't think that's even crossed my mind. But the great thing about this announcement is that everybody wins. Like yeah, PS3 exactly. players still get Resistance and Ratchet, and Xbox players get, and PS3 players get a new IP. Yeah, from and Insomniac. Then, and then it's like Xbox, everyone wins here. Sony still wins from this because yes, it's an, another game for the system, even if it's multi-platform. But the people on 360 will see this great developer Insomniac, who traditionally only makes PS3 games. They're still going to be heavy-handed on the PS3 side in all likelihood. Yeah. So they'll have a better chance of getting in, in, people who are now Insomniac 360 fans to play play those Insomniac PS3 exclusives. It was and funny it, how quick sorry Jamie go ahead. Oh I was just saying it's, and it gives them the chance to generate some money to build their new IPs. I so. thought you said sorry uh Sergeant Jamie go ahead. <laughs> Sergeant Jamie. Sergeant Jamie go Sergeant ahead. Sergeant Jamie please go ahead. <laughs> sorry what did Come you say? In, I, I, I completely zoned out of what you said. I was just thinking <laughs> I got to say this. I was just saying I that, got this killer joke man. I just <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> it's just the whole thing that I think them doing this multi-platform too is going to help them generate the money to work on these new IPs and start something new. And I mean, Insomniac has never had a disappointing IP. Yeah. No. Actually, that kind of goes into uh, Damien's quote since he mentioned the sales. Uh, He says, This was a rumor quite a few weeks ago. In fact, I believe the only reason that Insomniac weren't multi-platform already was because they knew the Ratchet slash Resistance cycle worked on the PS3. They have just been saving up enough money to make multi-platform games. Also, if you look at the sales of the latest Ratchet title, well, I look forward to what they come up with. 
Uh, I guess he's saying last rich title didn't sell phenomenally well. I did it not. I I I'm didn't follow that. One. I'm ignorant on that one as well. I don't, I, I don't know if well they either. need. I don't know. I don't. I, I, they don't I think seem it's poor to me. They're one of the best employers in the United States. Mid-sized employers. Yeah, they exactly. Win every year. I don't think they're short for cash. Yeah, it's they, hard to speculate on that. Yeah, I, I mean, they, we have nothing to base on other than that. You know, they spend a lot of money on their employees, so they can't be broke. And for games like Ratchet, I'm sure there's a lot of Sony back funding on stuff like that. Yeah. So I wouldn't well, be yeah, too Sony worried. Does for all the, the marketing? The developer. And all that, so. that I mean, if they're uh, making this with EA, EA is paying for the development of this game. Well, yeah. exi- well. I don't. I don't really know because it's, well, it's, it's partner. A, so I mean, there could be more of a split there, but EA is paying in some form. Well, they are. They're, they're I don't. I don't think they're. Yeah, they're publishing it. At, they're do more like the distributing side of it. Yeah, but how think, a publisher works is you don't make any money while making a game. How you get money as a developer is you get increments from the publisher, who will eventually make that money back when they sell it. So Insomniac will be getting money from EA during the production of the game. You know, just you know. Yeah, I'm, expenses. I'm out. sure. I. I just I don't think I don't think EA is like the whole thing about EA partners is that they're invested but not it's kind of like a good not publisher ration for de- developers. I don't know how much fallback there is for the de- uh, the publisher or sorry the developer where you know there's something they got to make up for because uh the publisher is less locked in like usually the publisher would own the ip so that it's a really good investment for them because if this works out then you know it's it's completely theirs and uh, and whatnot but yeah i think this is good it's a good trend that the developers are still yeah, it's getting more, it's to more keep trust, the ip and we all like the developers first before publishers it's well, just how yeah. it works because we all have a respect for the guys who make it rather it, than the guys who market and exactly. put it on the store shelves it cuts out <laughs> the middleman really like you give you give the power <clears throat> to the creators and i think we'll get better results so it's it's a good trend to see we can all thank uh, little big planet <laughs> yeah. yeah i thought it was funny though how quickly sony was to comment like we're they they've released something immediately they were like we're still revealing ps3 exclusives in the near future stay tuned yeah yeah exactly like, yeah. i have a, one last quote from the gaming union forums it's uh from raz grizz 24 7 he says or she says actually i'm not sure they say i'm not totally surprised they are a company they need money even though they make good games like ratchet and clank and resistance which i like it'll be nice to see what they bring to the table though uh they do have their work cut out for them thank yeah yeah yeah, they are a company i was personally i was i was quite (laughs) surprised to see them go multi-platform yeah well like like damien said it it really wasn't that surprising. It wasn't because a concerning it been... surprise. It was more like a, well, that's. It was a little different. off-putting. Well, they yeah, had not. What, it was off-putting. Well, I shouldn't say off-putting. But it was surprising, it but surpri- it, yeah. it was surprising just in the sense as I didn't see that coming. Well, the if result you, is if you good. followed them for yeah. a while, they have been saying this. Like they've pretty yeah. much they've dodged the question, but they've been hinting for a while that they're interested in it. So I don't. It wasn't that much of a shock to me that they did it. It was just almost a question of, well, they will eventually. I think it, it's a surprise to a lot of people because, like Jamie said, with the first party support, a lot of people think of them as a Sony-owned studio. Yeah, yeah because exactly. they've been only done they've PlayStation really games for sixteen but there's years. There's never been any lock-in that we've been publicly aware of. Yeah, yeah. So, or was there? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Right, any last thoughts on this i mean i'm optimistic i think they'll make a great 360 game i'm sure it'll you know with coming to the three two platforms instead of one there's gonna be a slightly bigger development load whether that means time or just more people put on at the cycle who knows but i yeah. hope they just go weird 
Let's see like a JRPG or something. <laughs> I think, Final Fantasy Tactics from Insomnia. Yeah, I think for them to take a whole new direction, I could see them doing something like that, like how they did with Resistance. That was totally different for them. Yeah. To see them do something else new they would be are really daring. cool. Yeah, and I think they could pull it off. If anybody could pull off just throwing out something completely new and doing it, I think uh, that Insomniac could. So Resistance meets Monopoly. Yes. <laughs> we'll see. I'm curious now to see if we get Resistance 3 at E3. In yeah. a couple weeks. Exactly. Oh, probably. Because I, I know we're it. not seeing this game. Like this new IP, they've already said it's not going to be there. Gotcha. All right. Moving right along, Killzone 3. <laughs> Jordan, it seems you're the star of this show because my cue right here just says, Jordan, take it. Because uh, the first post was by Caleb, but... Uh, it's my goddamn show. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a bunch of bullet points about what's new. So instead of going over each bullet point, which is rather boring, unless you're reading a form, which is perfectly fine. Um, well, you want to just sum it up for us? Sum it up. Okay, where to start? Uh, you guys <laughs> just... Beginning? Pretend I know nothing. Yep. All right, well, why, you, why don't you guys just ask me some questions, and then we'll go from there. Jetpacks, 3D, what's happening? Jetpacks. What, uh, jet what is there there will be jetpacks, and there will be 3D. Um, they've, what, they've shown, what they've shown from the jetpacks is basically... What is it? Uh... It's pretty much so it's not like in Halo where you pick you pick a class and then that class has the jetpack the entire time and you can Are you use talking it about whenever. multiplayer or single player? Both. Or both. Oh. Well, multiplayer we don't know. They didn't say anything on multiplayer, but single player they're in there. But how this works is basically you steal a jetpack from a Hellgast soldier. Hmm. So you kill a guy, you take his jetpack and then you put it on as an item. So when you have it equipped, you I think you can still use a gun, but the weird thing is you can't do a melee attack. So if you want to land and quickly do something, you got to throw your jetpack off and then go charge at somebody or pick up a better gun. So I think that's actually good. It'll balance it out a bit better. But... Yeah, yeah, otherwise you're trying to be like a, a hawk all the time. Like, boom, swoop in, punch, fly away. I, yeah, I think it's cool. Like, <laughs> That'd be scary. <laughs> That'd be crazy multiplayer. It's like, where could they come from? Crap, i got to watch up now. Well, yeah. did you play any of the Halo beta? Uh, no. It's really fun, actually. Really? I'm really excited for it in Killzone now. Oh, snap. <laughs> but, um... Okay, well, what has been revealed for people that don't know? Well, okay, so we got the jetpacks. We'll talk about 3D in a second, because that's a whole other can of worms. Um, Story-wise... Wait, we have worms I... on the show? <laughs> yeah, new feature. <laughs> okay. Um, Story-wise, what we'll have to have a little disclaimer here before we talk about it. Yeah. <clears throat> if you haven't played and finished the second Killzone game... Go do that before you listen to the next couple minutes or of this. Or if you don't care about the story. Or if you don't care, too, sure. It came out in February 2009, and uh, it's been over a year. Yeah, but basically to understand the setup for the third one, we have to talk about the end of the second, because it is set literally the minute after the second one ends. Sure. You so, pick up right from there. So basically how the second one ends is... Oh, this is our spoiler warning starting. Spoiler warning yeah. right You've now. You've been warned. <laughs> You've been warned. So basically you start and your character is Sev. You're charging through the Hellgast main palace with a couple of your crew. And is it all decked out or is it like a crappy looking place too? Oh, it's decked out. Oh, it's nice. very, they got a lot of like Nazi imagery going on yeah. with the whole story. Um, so it's very... A little factoid, I didn't play the uh, end of the first one. I only got part way through the game. But Well, you're going to have to leave the room then. Oh, 
<laughs> oh man. Oh man, I gotta regulate this. How am I gonna but, do it from a room? Okay, so the cool thing about uh what had happened just before they're storming the palace is that the Hellgast had set off a nuke in their capital, and basically hmm. going even further back, you guys would know this from playing it, the ISA are invading the yeah. Hellgast planet. So basically what they had done is all the ISA forces had converged on the capital, and then the Hellgast set off a nuke which pretty much wiped out it wiped out a lot of their people and their capital city but it took out pretty much all of the ISA forces so <clears throat> the, the exact end of the second game is one of your guys one of your buddies Rico uh kills Vasari the leader of the Hellgast people and basically you step outside onto the steps of the palace and there are these huge Hellgast warships flying overhead right so that's the end of the second game and the was third, it awesome? It was pretty good. <laughs> was it awesome? Would you call <laughs> it visualize it here? How like, awesome is your game? And then this flew over, he shot in the head, and it moves on. Do you finish it, Jamie? I think I did. I don't remember it that well, but I'm pretty sure that when you mention it, I'm pretty sure I did Ouch. finish it. It had that much of an effect on you. Because right? well, I remember was it <laughs> I Rico? Was I remember moved. Rico being a really big dick. I remember that. Part. Yeah. He does, because he just caps Vasari out of nowhere and you're just like, What? Why? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I did. I did beat it because you're like, you're an idiot. Why would you do that? Yeah, it's like uh, I really hope. I don't know. Rico's supposed to be one of the good guys, but I kind of hope he gets killed off. It's inevitable. <laughs> I hope he dies. But um, I don't have you watch. He'll be the them. lead character in the next one. You're like, damn it all. I think I... he was. He was the lead character in Liberation, the PSP one. Yeah. But he wasn't a dick at that time. I don't have anything so. against him, but he needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's fiction. It's okay. <laughs> um. So what? Where are they? The setup for Killzone Three is that after Vasari has died, there is this power vacuum, and basically a civil war starts erupting in between the competing factions of the Hellgast army. So they're fighting for power. And there are only a handful of ISA troops left, and they're all kind of scattered. So basically, you're caught in the middle of this bloody civil war that's just a like started up all of a sudden, and you're trying to get off the planet, is the premise, which I think is really cool. Right. When I yeah. heard that, I was really excited for it. Yeah, it turns it into a whole new sort of story. Well, because they can really, <clears throat> they can do almost anything with that. So the Hellgast are really disorganized now? Well... Maybe it, it'll it'll probably be a lot of chaos because I'd imagine it would. I hope I hope they throw in like a Metal Gear Solid Four kind of thing where you're working in between these two factions and you can kind of manipulate them a bit going like a through the battlefield. Agent. Not even a double agent, but just like if Quadruple you if you agent. screw over one side, the other side will take care of them, and then you can sneak around. Yeah, I don't know. Could right. throw in a cool dynamic there. Which also led to uh, another thing. They said there's going to be a ton of different environments. They showed um, oh, yeah, an Arctic level. That. Well, was... they, you would expect it, but in the second one, there wasn't that much variety. It was yeah. all kind of like industrial corridors. and. Yeah, well, I mean, it was definitely an advancement over the first one. but Yeah, which was the same industrial corridor over and over and over. Yeah. It was a good corridor, though. Yeah, it was a dock forever yeah i remember it was like the same dog over and over forever. and over i can't even remember that far back i just oh. know i liked the first one i was one of the few people who liked I enjoyed it. the <laughs> gameplay i didn't enjoy the overall experience of the story because it just just was boring yeah and the environments just were like so repetitive yeah, yeah i've been here before 
I was really disappointed when they killed off uh, Vasari because he always started each game with a really crazy, like, uh, fascist-like speech. And it was always like very. It set the Should tone I be really well. With uh, why you love this guy so much, <laughs> I look well, up to him. <laughs> that it was voiced by the guy from Super Troopers who played the uh, like the lieutenant oh, guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna pistol whip the next guy who says shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> That's him. That's hilarious. I yeah. didn't know that, but as soon as you said that, it oh makes yeah, perfect every sense. time you like, hear his voice, that's all I could think was I'm gonna pistol whip the next guy who says shenanigans. I just want to see like Visari just like leaning over, like when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's anyway. hilarious. Now I'm even more upset he's killed off. Uh, you, want, you want to take the first quote from uh, Damien, Jamie? Gonna... I, I suppose I could we're... take that quote. Damien says, what I'm really hoping for is something new in the multiplayer. I put over 200 hours into the Killzone 2 multiplayer, so I know it pretty well. I'm just hoping wow. for some new tweaks to the class system, unlockable add-ons for each class, tighter, tighter controls with decent maps and new game types. On the single player, give me a better story with better characters, Watching that video, the blood and gore has dramatically risen, in my opinion. So does that equal better story for him? Maybe more blood and gore. <laughs> more blood and gore. That'll, that'll easily. It's a tragic tale narrative. of an antihero. Yeah. Two hundred yeah. hours, though. That's that's impressive. Well, I've that's heard that lot. they're pushing a hundred percent of the tech this time, as opposed to the sixty percent last the game. The screenshots don't really show that. They look kind of exactly like Killzone Two, from what I saw. Well, <laughs> you can't tell yet because it's not seen in 3D. it in three D. Oh Speaking boy. of which. Yep, uh, you'll be able to play it in 3D if you want to buy a thousands and thousands of dollars television. And then a $250 pair of glasses. And... You know, you should just go to the IMAX and just go play it there. What the hell? Yeah, That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They literally just get out buckets of blood just to really up the ante. Yeah. This is, this is a, this is a weird uh, topic, though. And I'm curious to hear what you guys think about it. What they've shown... Of the 3D, it's kind of got a mixed reception. And some of the stuff even they've been saying sounds kind of contradictory. I read a interesting one-up preview on it, and basically they have an interview with the developer where they say, you know, 3D is a really integral part of the experience, and it's really going to change things. It's going to be a game changer. And then they follow up that question with, okay, well, are 3D players going to have an advantage over 2D? And then they immediately go, oh, no, 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 you know, it's not essential. Uh, 2D is not being compromised in any way. And it's kind of like, well, how are you going to make 3D interesting and well, design game I think, game I think you might be missing with... the point there. It's, they're saying what is that the point? The point is if you're, pl- if you're playing in 3D and against somebody who's playing in 2D, is the person playing 3D got a competitive advantage? And they're saying no. I don't think it what makes it more to your advantage to be playing in 3D, but I definitely think it ups the immersion and well, overall, okay. you know, no, how I, amazing the I, game I, is to play. No, I get that. But so the, the thing, the sort of core question that they were getting at and what I'm interested in is that, yeah, okay, 3D may make things look, some things look a bit cooler. I'm not even that convinced that it looks that much better. But regardless, does it actually add... Are they designing levels around 3D aspects that can only be done in 3D and that really add something cool to it that couldn't be done? And they say, and they kind of say, they try to say that. They're like, oh, well, you know, it's a game changer. It's going to be great. You know, we're implementing it and all this stuff. And then when they say, okay, but that that sounds great, but is it going to affect the 2D? And then they basically go back on it and say, I think no, there 2D might be, is the core. Their, their point might not be getting across too well. And Maybe I don't know their point exactly, but what I will say is, 
I've seen one game in 3D. That's when we were at TGS last year, and they showed Avatar running in 3D, and they gave us these goofy glasses to wear. And even though I eventually rated Avatar 4 out of 10, and I hate that game, and thus hate <laughs> the movie, um, the movie was okay. Ouch. It looked pretty, but I don't, I don't like the movie thanks to the game. James Cameron co- apparently collaborated on Killzone 3. Killzone 3? Apparently. That's good. I mean, his 3D technology is amazing. And, and actually, they said the guys from Naughty Dog, which made... Uh, worked with gorilla on this oh no but they they did come back and debunk that did they yeah they came back they said that naughty dog had no involvement with ten thousand points debunked. they said they were just what they did they were misquoted saying that they are working to compete against companies like naughty dog in terms of yeah i heard i heard that i heard that yeah what i'm trying to say is even avatar a terrible game it looked amazing in 3d i only played it for about five minutes to that point maybe i didn't play enough but i was blown away it really it it didn't change the experience so much that it played differently, but it made it just so much more immersive and just, I guess, different in a really awesome sense. All of a sudden, there was depth to this whole experience. You could, when I was shooting something, I was in the foreground and there's something in the background. It wasn't just a you know 2D picture. I literally it was right in front of me and I would kill that thing. So, from what I've heard of the kill zone stuff, I haven't actually played it yet, but they said. Some people have said some of the stuff is kind of weird. Like some stuff looks cool, but then the crosshairs aren't really implemented in 3D too well. Like they sort of still stick out as 2D. And when blood splatters on the screen, it looks blatantly 2D when everything else looks 3D. Maybe it's just because the sure game's still tweaks. early. Yeah. Uh, maybe. But I mean, it would really ruin it if they're, they're still working out all the kinks with 3D. If they spend a ton of time in this creating, like Killzone is known for being graphic pushing, immersive experience. If there are little things that stick out, it'll be like, okay, but... I don't think it totally kills experience because when I was playing Avatar, to reference that again, it was pixelated as heck. They had to run the game twice, like the image twice because they had to do for 3D. 3D. So everything was pixelated, but it was still so great to play just... It was just a whole different experience to see. It basically looked like a hologram was right in front of you, and you're playing this whole experience. So if you're thinking 3D, and you're thinking how crappy some films have looked like uh, Alice in Wonderland, well, no. where it kind of just looks like three stages of 3D, it's nothing like that. It's full all the way here and back. Say I'm trying to draw a picture in my head of this playing Avatar, but say you're looking across the field, you're standing in the field, you see from your feet, all, or not your feet, you know, your shoulders or whatever is on the yeah. screen, all the way to wherever the end of the field is. You don't just see kind of like something walking midway through and that's it. It's yeah. it's a crazy experience. And I I, I, I want wish I've to had believe more, you. I, I wish I had but... more time with it. I can't see Gorilla copping out in terms of graphics. You saw how hard they pushed Killzone 2 in 2009 or 2008 to 2009. And I'm it's... sure it'll look good. I just, I don't want to be like the naysayer, like the guy like, oh, I don't like change, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah, but I, I mean, I understand. We just shouldn't just throw our, all our eggs at, uh, or all our eggs carefully to Gorilla to trust them with this. I mean, there's lots of people who scr- What I'm trying to say Wait, is we shouldn't just. <laughs> I know, I was trying to say. I, gorilla, I was trying to so. change the eggs in a basket metaphor, but. Count your uh, eggs epic before fail. they hatch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry, go on. Yeah, so, I mean, just because uh, Gorilla has a good track record now of graphics doesn't mean you should necessarily trust them that they'll do a great job. I think it's more more likelihood they'll do a good job and not let it flop. I mean, I'm sure them, of all people, are aware of what's good and what's not graphically. Even if they do a good job, at least me personally, I'm not going to have a 3D TV by then. I will be 
happy. All the other stuff they've said about Killzone 3 sounds great to me. I'll be happy playing it in 2D. I, I don't know. It just further goes to the whole 3D thing. Like, it's in our face all the time, and I'm still not convinced as to why. Like, what consumers are really demanding it? I'm just, I don't see it. Okay. Uh, just as uh, <laughs> part of our, our last end-off of this discussion, I got a quote from Anthony, formerly known as KHMixerX. He says, I don't know if I really want a new Killzone yet. As much as I love Killzone 2, I feel that its potential is still untapped. Just released more content for it. We only got a few map packs. Of course, I'm going to buy Killzone 3 when it comes out. I just hope it isn't Killzone 2.5. Well, I'm glad it's a new game because yeah, I don't like paying for map packs. They have to They have yeah. to do it. Like They got to make more money on it. The Killzone 3 community, I'm sure like Damien said, 200 hours. I'm guessing that Anthony also plays pretty regularly, but they're in a pretty small section of uh, the online community. They want, they got to re-stimulate it. And it's still a year off. It's still a year off. It won't yeah. be nearly as big a jump, obviously from kill zone one to kill oh, zone two, not, but, but they don't refining. really, they don't really need to like, yeah, some of the stuff they're saying now they spent all this time to build the engine. Now they can actually make the environments bigger, which is one thing they said, they're going to be huge battlefields that you can, tackle in more than one way like a little mini sandbox yeah, there's so much you learn after putting out a product like that and just look at great studios like naughty dog they refined uncharted 2, uncharted exactly. 2 and it exactly. was phenomenal you spend the first game there's a ton of time put building the tech yeah, and once why, you uh, do that you have a lot more freedom to really make a great game yeah and that's what i think we'll see here which makes me really excited so uh, <laughs> to end off and with some opinions uh what, what's the general wrap on these uh, what has been announced 3d 3D jetpacks, diverse environments, uh, bigger sandbacks, sandboxes. Um, yeah, the story immediately follows the end of the second one. Uh, it's coming out in 2011. They didn't say when. I'm going to guess that it's going to be spring 11, probably maybe competing with Gears. Yeah. Maybe. Any final but opinions? I'm excited and optimistic. I'm excited for everything, but I am still not convinced on 3D. We'll just have to get you to see a game in 3D. Hopefully, they'll have some stuff at E3. I'm sure at E3, maybe it'll blow me away, but I... I know, going into seeing Avatar, I was like, this is going to be so bizarre. And then I was like, whoa! It's actually a scary that jump was in awesome. a year's time. Like, it's only been a year, and it's already like 3D is the full push when there was nothing last year. Exactly. Like It's so it's so out of the blue, and I don't see anybody on like the forums like, man, I gotta have 3D. It's yeah, going to be the best. I wonder what they thought going into this. Like, people would be super excited for it. But... Selling expensive junk. Junk. Um. I I do see that as a main concern because we all got to like get new TVs and whatnot if we want to do that. We all just say like, you know got over HD TV, so it's gonna be another five to ten years before we all go. Okay, this one's junk. Let's go get a new TV. Oh, it's 3D. There we go. But what my concern is, uh, or like I, I wonder if they anticipated that because it's kind of a backlash against 3D, like what you're displaying is like uh you know a bit of pessimism about it. I think I think it can be cool, but like motion control, I think there's a place for it. And I think what we're kind of seeing with all these publishers is everybody's latching onto it because it's a way to separate a mediocre game otherwise that just has 3D and also to sell expensive stuff to people. I, I don't have a beef with the technology specifically, just I don't think the motive behind it is in the consumer interest. It's in the publisher interest, which well, I, I mean, the publishers with. don't get any cut of TVs. Well, I mean, like Sony. 
Sony, for example, which is what Killzone Three is. Sony, they want yeah. to use Killzone Three to sell you a real the expensive Bravia. The system makers Bravia. want it. Right. Yeah, yeah. They, so exactly. they're using the PlayStation again to sell a new technology. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> diabolical. I know, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Final thought. I mean, I really the big thing I'm looking forward to with Killzone Three is how they said it wasn't going to be as linear because I hated the linearity of Killzone Two because it was literally like. Corridor, shoot these guys. Corridor, kill zone, like big, like just basically. <laughs> what do you like, think of uh, Final box. Fantasy Thirteen? Um, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I threw that in there, but it seems like just when someone says linear, I just think of that now. It's so many Final Fantasies. But for linear. a shooter though, when you're like supposed to be aiming around and like actually like exploring stuff a little more, it's really frustrating just to have this little hallway with like a guy on yeah. level two and a guy on level one. All right, I guess that wraps up our chat for those. Moving on to our next segment, Member of the Month. Member of the Month? All right, so we're going to have Billy Mays introduce this one. (laughs) Hi, Billy Mays here, and we got Member of the Month episode. Our Member of the Month is apparently human. But wait, there's There's more. more. (laughs) Likes to draw and play her DS. Oh, and if that's not enough, we got a deal going on for you. They're also a great kind form member. Woot. I'm sorry. Give it to me. Accusara 12. Woohoo. There you go. Happy birthday. <laughs> I don't Billy know. Billy Mays here. <laughs> Accusara 12 here. We've been joking about Billy Mays all day, so we couldn't yeah. help ourselves. Yeah. If any of you are happen. We can't say our other jokes for the day because those would be a little Im- inappropriate. But... Hopefully, that was a good impression. I can only do the Billy Mays here. And then Billy Mays here. After that, I don't know. Jamie, how's your Billy Mays? Hi, Billy Mays here. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> You want to replace Billy Vince? Billy Mays here to share with you. Yeah, you can be Vince. The we'll, most we'll important product I've ever endorsed. <laughs> All right, so Accusera 12, member of the month for May 2010. Congratulations. So that's us for the show. You can find Mini Gup in the Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union podcast series on GamingUnion.net, as well as the LiveWare Network podcast series on GamingUnion.net. And you can subscribe on iTunes. Join the Gaming Union forums and you can jump into all our discussion. You can also comment on the site with your account and soon the union sites. That's right. Yeah. Is there something you want to point out? Yeah. Is that? Okay. Look for the Just new Final around. Fantasy this week. <laughs> yep. And once again, next Monday's episode will be Kingdom Hearts Union. The next mini gap will be released June 22nd, but that might be a special episode because that's the first episode after E3. It is. I think we should... Maybe I don't know if we should discuss this on the air, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, Uh-oh. I think Uh-oh. we should change. I think we should change up the schedule and do a pre uh, in two weeks' time. Do a pre three mini gup with all predictions and Th- stuff. We are and speaking with Brian about doing that, so uh, we'll announce uh, if we figure out our plans in time. Our uh, we'll do a little reminder of mini gups podcast schedule change for E3 because we It'll would like happen. to do a show before E3 with our absolute predictions. And then yeah. uh, one from E3 after the show is done. And that would be coming out like the right. day afterwards because we got a great podcast editor. So There we go. That Sweet. might happen. Sounds like a good idea to me. It will Jordan. happen. All right. So thanks again to Sam and Caleb. Jordan, Jamie, say goodbye. Is that, is that, is that a... <laughs> I'm holding <laughs> out. I'm holding out. That's an say order. goodbye. <laughs> That's an order. I'm not ready. I'm not going to ask you to say goodbye. I'm not going to see if you'd like to. Seeing as, you, seeing as you're my ride home, I'll, I'll comply. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> I'm holding out. Jamie, would you like to say your goodbyes? <laughs> I'm holding out. You got to say I'm holding out. Please, Jamie. On behalf of Jamie, goodbye. <laughs>
<laughs> Where are we going with this? I don't know. Jimmy's got no plan. Everyone, Go everyone has Go turned off the podcast by Go now. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. I'm Kyle saying goodbye. This has been a tweaksmusic.com and a gaminggame.net production. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>